All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. And we're on the brand new uh, uh, the Notes from the Pen. Notes from the new pen podcast. Bobby changed <laughs> locations. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is a new one. As um, as most pebbles will know, uh, riding out is always a surprise, and it's the most disruptive of uh, institutional events. Um, this was the before, least. Before you start, Bobby, uh, what yeah. what what town is the new one in? Uh, St. Louis, Michigan, which is the name of this this spot, St. Louis. Big reputation about this place. Coming in here, um, Gladiator School, they call it. There's a level four here and a level one, and it's uh, they call it Gangland and all that, all the fun, exciting stuff that would get as many tourists to visit a place as possible. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I um, I made it here, and it's back to the cube setting. No, no more single man cell, but it has been, as far as I'm concerned so far, really, really good, really good switch. That last place, you know, everyone knows, you know, um, was just a fucking bad spot. There was a, I was riding out on what they call a snowbird when they they push everyone together that's riding out, and then you get on this big giant bus that's going to take you, you know, long distances. Luckily, we only I was like the first stop, but there were people on there. And when you get on there, it's, um, I was telling you before, that's the closest thing to like what the perception of uh, movies almost get that right kind of your shackled around your belly and your ankles. And there's no spots. You're just crammed into someone, especially when you get on last, it's like everyone's full and there's one or two spots where there's only one guy and then an empty seat. And he's like, got his legs spread out, like signaling, like, don't sit here. And you're like, well, well come on, asshole. Now I, I feel like uh, a really uh, dark, edgy version of like Seinfeld or something. Like, oh, can I excuse, excuse me? I'm gonna <laughs> squeeze, squeeze in here. So everyone does the. Where are you from? Like, where did you just come from? And then do you know like, do you know Day Day or Jeff or whoever it is? And when people heard that we were coming from Parnell, um, there was a big sigh of like, oh, that place. Uh, there was there was a guy on there that. I said, man, that place is so dark. There's like a dark cloud about that spot. And he said, oh, look, I've never really been depressed in my life. And, and that spot was, it's like just universally known. And uh, it got me to thinking, sometimes I'd lay in my cell at night. And, you know, the place is like 96 years old. And it looks every fucking second of that of that age. And just would think, you know how many people, if there's a such thing as like haunted energy, which I'm not so sure about, it's definitely at that place. Like every cell has had had to have had multiple people die, like in the very bed. <laughs> you're laying on this shit, and it's just the water. They got signs like, if you're gonna drink the water out of the sink, let it run for ten minutes, and it's just everywhere around. It's bad, so I'm glad to be out of there, back in a a cube setting. Yeah, starting to settle in and. Make buddy buds. So, yeah, so what's different? What's what's better? What's worse? How's the food? Food? Better. Uh, I, I jump up. If the last spot was one star, this is three and a half, maybe even four. It actually cooked the meat. The mystery meat is actually cooked. It's not pink <laughs> in the middle. So that's a step up. 
just because when I've told you this before, when you go to a facility where there's like fights and stabbings and real shit going on, it's not so Candylandish. The CEOs tend to be less. They you know they don't have time to like, hey, you're wearing your hat the wrong or whatever. You know, little things they don't really focus on as much. So for a guy like me, that's nice because. That's really the only shit I get into is little petty tickets like, oh, your towel wasn't supposed to be hanging there. And they don't really care so much about that. But uh, the cube, so, the cube. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna ask, what's a cube setting? So a cube setting is now the last spot I was at was the only single man cell level one. Normally you have to be in a maximum security, like a super max, to have your own cell. So that was the only saving grace of the last spot. All all other level ones are cube setting, meaning you're in a pole barn that is kind of like divided in two and there's two rows on each side and there's eight man cubes, 10 of them on each side. As you go like five on the left, five on the right. And then the middle hallway wall is only like chest high, you know, and then there's just an an opening in the middle and you've got four bunk beds in there. And just do, just do the math on that. You can't, you couldn't pick eight random people here and expect to have all of them winners. There's always one or two. There's like a bipolar, dude in there with like every inch of his face tatted up who i know from another joint <laughs> so when i first got there he's like hey so uh yeah you said you knew a bunch of people yeah i knew a couple people that's how that's how you know you've been doing your career and i guess <laughs> my career at this point for a little too long when you just i just on the way out here ran into a guy's like hey bro what's... i said listen i gotta make a phone call i'll talk to you we'll catch up it's like this weird version of like some sort of like high school reunion <laughs> everywhere you go, and it's uh, it's not cool. But so this listen to this though. So I get here and I get my property and start unpacking. Now there's a guy's like, hey, do you have any like hoes? As they call them, hardcore or porn. Now when I left, it, most property people they go through every little thing. So I was like, I couldn't. My 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 book of shame that I had. I was like, I'm gonna leave that here with somebody because. It just literally says the book of shame on it. It's not too subtle, and that's not going to get in, and I could get a ticket for it. So I leave that, but I take some random um, Xerox hardcore things, uh, sheets, and fold them up and just put them in my paperwork. I'm like, we'll just shoot a shot. Who knows? It wasn't it wasn't the A squad. It was the uh, the afternoon shift at a strip club, you know? So gotcha. I do that and end up getting them, getting them all, getting them in, and luckily, like, the the... the Larry Flint of this facility is in my unit, and he's got little workers around that are always on the look for stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I got some stuff. I left the good shit here. Let me. I show them, and they love it. And somehow I got pulled into the circle of smut, which there's only like three of us. He, this other guy just has mounds of like books, like strewn together, and just hardcore black and white, some color, like everything. And and he, you'll rent it out. It's like prostitution in prison. Like you'll pay a dollar, and you get. And you get it for the night. I have free reign. Like I've been welcomed into the into the inner smut circle. <laughs> Some weird coincidence, right? And my cubies see me just looking at just hardcore book after, and they're like, "Hey, man, can I look?" And I'm like, "Well, you're, this isn't really for you. Like, I got to talk to the guy. You got to pay like the rest of them, but I'll see what I can do." The problem is, you can't really jerk off here because <laughs> they're fucking cube setting. So, sure, I got more smut than I've ever had in my bit, but it's it's a whole thing. You got to go in there and yeah, don't, don't, don't get you can't get high on your own supply, 
Right. But I'll, but it's not even mine, and, and I'm totally willing to get get off on it. But you have to like go to the stall and pretend to be taking a shit, or just flaunt it, have it under your arm. And there's four stalls on each side, and people only use every other one, right? So that way people aren't shitting next to each other. So you got to go in there and try to be quiet when you're turning the pages, or you got to take it in the shower. And um, come on, those don't hold up well. And <laughs> then the shower, those, are, those aren't lasted. So I'm trying to figure out a routine with that. Um, you got to learn how to prison laminate. Yeah, we have some of those little little sleeves that um, stuff go in that that are, are like that. But I think the I think one of the trick is to uh, to take one, get it laminated like with tape, and then stick it up to the to the shower wall and kind of have your gun. This <laughs> is so fucking sad. Yeah, um, and, and advertise where they can find more. <laughs> it's like yeah, all where they can fucking in a in a bar that you know uh, pimps happy hour and whatnot. I uh, I sent you I sent out some uh, Christmas cards and Christmas letters and gifts and I sent you a little compilation and in it is uh, don't tell don't ruin the surprise for him but in it is uh, a piece of sh- shitty black and white hardcore <laughs> for Dave Raider because I figure he needs it he's the one guy in the free world that needs it more than us so I just said <laughs> give this to, give this to Raider the probably so, uh, yeah. What's new? What's going on out there since uh, since my world has become upside down? I feel like we are, the phone situation is kind of shoddy, so uh, I don't get to talk a bunch to to everyone. Are you uh, loving being back home or what? Yeah, yeah, it's been football every day. Hennigan and his gal are in town with their dog, so uh, yeah, we get football every every night because of the COVID, and uh, then we head to uh, Vegas after Christmas. Oh, we just. Uh, we just got our boosters. I got Moderna, and some people got really fucking sick. I, I didn't. I kind of decided that uh, I'm. It's not that I'm. I'm not against anti-vaxxers. It's just I, I'm. I believe them. I believe the side effects are true. I just feel like they're not that. They're they're side effects you want to get, like sterility. Like I'll take that. Sterility <laughs> and uh, microchipping. I'll take that too. Fuck it. Never get lost again. <laughs> just they can always. They already got. They've already got my DNA. So I took a, a third Moderna, and then a bunch of people started coughing through the night. But I think we're. I think we. I think we're going to be all right. So, yeah. Finally, set. You know how. You know when you move somewhere or whatever it is, you go to a new job or. Um, you just don't feel comfortable. It takes a while to get used to. Where's the bathroom at? What time are the break time? You know, just all that shit. Just yeah. keeps you. Prison's just a, a a much more heightened version of that because instead of just worrying about like getting in trouble, there's like violence. You're like, who has a problem? What's the fraternity situation here with gangs and all this other shit? But then there's also just the normal like everyone knows you're a new guy, so they all fucking look at you. And then that uh, that's like going away. I just get used to just visually seeing everything and starting to settle in. And that shit feels good. I got the best. Did I tell you this? The best. The best uh, bed, the best little mattress thing I've had since I've been in prison. Sleep nice. is good. Uh, is yeah, it a cat bird? Maybe we can get yeah, it's to a, sponsor the podcast. Right, it's a cat or the, the adjustable. Is that well, the Casper, the purple mattress with the egg thing? Yeah, whatever. Like we'll uh, we'll push whatever wears you uh, <laughs> you can dangle over my head just out of my reach. 
<laughs> tease me, <laughs> tease me with the shit I don't get to do. Um, Fleshlight, we'll take a Fleshlight sponsorship. What's your stance? You think we should be allowed to get those in here? I think it could only help morale. Right, and it would stop some rape, probably, maybe. You know what I mean? Their their whole stance on all that shit is, is, no, you can't have pornography because it inspires, like, sexual activity. (laughs) Rather than, rather than as an outlet. Um, Yeah, it's not already going on in your head. (laughs) Right, yeah, like, uh, right. It was, uh, that's not, that's not, it hasn't been put in there through millions of years of evolution. If you see a side boob, you're going to go crazy and then all of a sudden discover the sexual impulse that you otherwise <laughs> never <laughs> It's just brilliant. It makes tons of sense. I love it. There's logic through and through here. Yeah, so, um, man, that was, a, that was a Simpsons episode where the pirate, I don't know, they're going to see or something. That pirate guy goes, oh, pornography. This will keep my men off of homosexuality for about five minutes. <laughs> oh, that's another thing, too. Uh, as soon as people hear where I was at, they know that there was the dollhouse there, the unit I was in, with boobies. And uh, they try to have to, like, downplay their initial interest in it. Like, like, they don't know. They'll go like, oh, that's the place where there's sissies, right? And I'm like, you know. You shut up. You know. Just come out with it. You want to know what they look like? Who they, who they You know what I mean? You want some descriptions? I'll give them to you. Best pair of tits I've ever seen, including the actual female administrators here. <laughs> I guess the, the, there really were two sets of the nicest mom boobs, mom style, 80s mom boobs. You have one minute remaining. Oh, good. Hey, good. Okay, so out of good, all the good, rides... Good, because yeah, got, now you have sexual thought. You're going to have to go spank off on drugs. I'm going to use those. I'm stored those until uh, now that there's some separation, I can go use them. Listen, so I was thinking about why this was the easiest ride out ever, because it's just there was a little aspect because it was closer, so it didn't take forever. It wasn't an all-day thing. But this is the first ride out since we started the show, and I realized that during all the shittiness of it all, I had in the back of my mind the whole time that this is like fodder. I felt like I can't wait to share this with the pebbles, right? Or any shitty part of it, like this new spot, but I heard it's game. It, it, it was all like couched in a, in a, in a thing that was, it, it was positive in the way that I was like, I can't wait to share this with everyone to tell Doug about this or, or all the, the, the viewers and, and all stuff. And it made me feel... Thank you for using GTL. <laughs> don't, 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 get, don't forget to go to Notes for the Pen for his new address. Okay, so it got cut off when I was doing the last one with old Douglas Stanhope. And normally in the last 60 seconds we do, not even normally, sometimes we'll do the, the vocab, we'll do a prison vocab or something. Um, and this time I just wanted to take a minute without even realizing that this would be the last one of the year. I wanted to point out something that uh, was unique to my recent, you know, ride out and transfer. And it was this. And I don't remember where I got cut off at, so we'll just get into it. I Normally ride outs are super disruptive and chaotic and stressful, but also there's this real isolation. That's like really deep, deep dark 
base level isolation from the world because even the connections you make in here, you're never reminded so abruptly that those are all impermanent too, right? And it's and if Toro goes home, you're at a joint, Toro goes home or Marshall goes home or Blaze rides out and you're still at a place, there's still other people around you, right? So it's only in a ride-out when everything evaporates. Everything goes away at once and you're off into the unknown. Only a few things that you can be sure of, which is you won't really know how the place, if you've never been there before, how it operates. You're going to have to learn new rules, new setting, who's my bunkie. In this case, who are the seven other people in my cube setting? Um, and that's like even aside from all the shackle on a bus with people you don't know, getting stuffed in the dog cages, cages wait for a transfer. It's just... Uh, there's this really deep-seated, it's like you never in life do you feel so so alone, or maybe only a couple times. And when I wrote out this time, it was the first time that I didn't feel that. And I was, took me a little bit to realize why I didn't feel that super aloneness. And it was that in the face of knowing I'd have to deal with a bunch of stressful, chaotic, you know, disruptive things, and uncomfortable things and long rides and chains and all that stuff. I had this mentality the whole time of I can't I can't wait to share this with the pebbles or any little scenario that was that I was facing was like, well, at least I can share this with the pebbles. I can tell the pebble. And I realized when I thought back about it that all of you were like with me in this weird way. You were with me in the future and knowing like, oh, like I'll be able to express this thing. And in the moment, knowing that there's going to be other people that are, that kind of secondhandedly experienced this with me was the first time in my whole bit, because it was the first time I'd ridden out since uh, we kind of started this thing, that I didn't feel completely isolated alone. And I realized this whole experiment we've, we've been undertaking together to not only maintain human connection, social connection, and relationships, but also, like, I don't know, subversively see if we can grow them in, in the face of an otherwise oppressive institution that that is meant to kill those things. And it's meant to kill them with, like, even, like, family and friends and people you've known forever. But certainly you don't meet new people while you're in prison, not in any, like, meaningful way. And I realized that through all this stressful this last year with the COVID, year and a half with COVID and the, the really restrictive policies and facilities and, you know, and there's a bunch of stress going on here too. And in the midst of all that, the end of the year with this little recent disruption, I realized that it, it's worked. It's working. It's currently working. And that there are all these great people that I've met along the way. Too many to name. I'd love to sit here and name them. And I tried and we had a couple breakdowns where um, I wasn't able to lay lay some stuff down, but just all all the pebbles out there, I, I you were with me, and you're continuing to be with me, and it's uh, man, it's it's a special thing. It's one of the only things that it's like it's gotten me through some of this stuff, and I just want you all to know that that this is you know this will be the last one this year, and just we love you, man. I love you guys, and just I feel your support. It's a real thing to me. And uh, and I think I speak for everyone, you know, Mama C, the 23-year-old, you know, Greg, and ladies wear, and even the captain, and I just love yeah. you guys, and thank you for the support. And, and Absolutely. And, and you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, and it's it's 
I noticed the difference in this relocation this time on this ride out. So it makes sense the way you explain it, and that's a good thing. Finally. Words of wisdom from Yeah, so much love to everyone. You know, the usuals, Ashley Bell, Ghost Sherables, but also Douglas Stanhope and J.D. and Kristen Baxter and Martin Jenkinson and Jude Skillet and, you know, um, there's just a million other people. It's like on the, the, the Emmy or Grammy speeches when you just run out. But you all know who you are. You've talked to me on, on JPay and and, and uh, even the ones who haven't who are just taking part and leave little comments and stuff. You know, this isn't. This was never meant to be just some aquarium that you get to stare into. It was the kind that where you're allowed to tap on the glass or maybe even reach your hand in there. You know, that's <laughs> um, a good analogy. Yeah, it makes a difference. Holy shit! You know, their their support and their involvement wow. makes a difference. Language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, this is just just so you pebbles know. This is kind of like you know we had some trouble like laying this down couple times. I just wanted to, to, to give you a big old audio French kiss from this side of the fence. And uh, so this time it was just going to be me, but I think Mama C uh, wanted to get in there a couple of times and drop an S-bomb here and there with her groggy morning voice, which uh, we all love. So, uh, yeah, with that, that being said, um, stick around. We got some, some new stuff coming up and new season's going to start and some Patreon stuff and I may or may not be not be able to talk to a GR Joe tomorrow as part of a Christmas present, and so there's a lot of stuff. Just stick with us because you know we got no choice but to stick with you. And we love you, and on behalf of everyone as well, no less than Mama C, myself, and uh, all the people I've named, have a wonderful New Year, and we are. We done. Hi everybody, Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about Bobby and Prison Reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.